Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take Command Podcast, Odyssey Sports. I'm Greg Hoffman. That's Logan Paulson. We wrap up with a quick mailbag question. This one was sent uh, from Kenny to Logan at Logan underscore Paulson 82. Although Logan forwarded it to me, so I'm going to read it. Uh, I'm going to try to try to yeah try to try to narrow it down a little bit because uh, Kenny long, had like man. a long thought uh, that he wanted us to try to make sense of. Uh, but I, I think it's good. And, and basically he says, I think the drastic ups and downs of Carson Wentz are not accurate, rather a narrative for every QB and want to see if you think I'm making sense. You know, you have your Brady's, your Rogers, your Allen Watson, Herbert, Wilson, Mahomes, et cetera, uh, that are more consistently up. And you have basically the rest of everybody else who's got a lot of ups and downs. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know, Winston, Trubisky, Carr, Jimmy yeah. G, Cousins, uh, even Dak, et cetera. Um, some have the amazing ups and drastic downs like Wentz and some like Cousins don't have his drastic scale, but all of them are not elite. Why is there such a focus on Wentz? Do you want to go first or do you, would you like me to give my theory first? Um, I'll pop in first, I guess. And I think the thing about this that I think is interesting is there is there is a certain level of, of variance to Carson Wentz's game. And what I mean by that, like, quarterbacks all go through ups and downs. Like there's no doubt. I think that's right on what Kenny said. But I do think like when you look at Kirk Cousins, for example, his ups and downs are different, right? There's a conservativeness to his game that keeps it from getting really high variance. Matt Ryan, I played with him, a little bit more conservative. And again, it prevents that really high up and down, right? With Carson Wentz, with Jameis Winston, I think it's Jameis, Jameis is another great example of this. Yeah, There is this kind of hunger to make a play and a lack of awareness in certain situations that lead to big swings, right? Big swings. And I thought Carson in this last game resembled more of a Kirk Cousins. And I know he threw two picks, and that's crazy. But those were very, outside of that, very consistent. Didn't put the ball in the harm's way a ton. That's not traditionally, like at least over the last two years, how Carson has played. So there is there tends to be kind of these turnover-worthy plays. That's a PFF term, where the ball's in harm's way. And that leads to more variance. So in this game, very low. And I think his description of Carson kind of being maybe unfairly targeted with this criticism is right on. But I think on the whole of his career, there's a lot more of that to his game than, than Kirk, um, you know, think of name your quarterback, even Jared golf, right? Like there's a conservativeness yeah. to this game where the, and the way they handle the football that prevents this crazy swing of up and down. Yeah. I, I think a couple of things. Um, one, in terms of the actual merit of the argument, right? The variance in the game. One is, 
when the highs are higher, the drops are more significant, even if you drop yes. in the same place. Great and so point. when Carson makes the throw like the one he does to Terry, you're like, wow, why can't he do that all the time? And it's like, well, that's not really how NFL quarterbacking works. The defenses are too good, um, you know, schematically and personnel-wise. You just That throw is not available very often. And But when it's there, there's only five guys in the league that can make it, and Carson's one of them. So right. yay, touchdown, <laughs> touchdown commanders. Um, I also think that the... The mistakes um, feel a little bit more significant as well. Yeah. I used to have this this uh, saying I would go back to all the time when talking about Cousins when I was on the beat and, and he was here of like, Kirk's mistakes are often incompletions or even completions and not interceptions. You know, Kirk right. would, you know, everyone would be going crazy about, well, he missed a wide open guy. And by the way, the people would not just be fans and, and media types. It'd be like Jay and Sean would be like, <laughs> the post is open, man. Like we schemed yeah. all week for it. You got the exact yeah. look. You looked at it. Why didn't you throw it? Right. And he would check it down and get 12 yards. But you're like, that's the most frustrating 12 yards we've ever seen in my life. Like, can you just right. throw the freaking post to Sean Jackson's wide open? And, and he's so gotten better at that, that too. He's gotten he better has. at that. Too. So he has. Like that, that's, that's a change, a positive change for Right. Yeah. Like, but then the fall, you know, if your mistakes are you're missing a 30 yard throw or worse, throwing an interception, like the highs are higher, the lows are lower. So the roller yeah. coaster feels more significant. Right. The other thing I would say simply is this is that Kenny, I'm guessing, is a commanders fan. Uh, especially yeah. if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, so thanks. Hi, Kenny. Um, but I'm, I, I would encourage Kenny to listen to Detroit radio, to listen to podcasts from San Francisco, to listen, like pick the quarterback you don't think is getting enough attention and go listen to that. You know, the Odyssey market. station on the always free Odyssey app uh, in that market or, or, you know, or we have these podcasts for, I think every NFL team at this point, or if not, we're very close. Like, they're going to be talking the same way about their quarterback. And I, I do think that sometimes we get in local media and local fan bases, we very much get in a bubble. And we were talking about this earlier in the week as well. Like when, when people are critical of Del Rio for not being able to uh, stop a slot receiver, like how much football do you watch? Watch around the league. No, nobody yeah. else can either because of the rules, because of the skill, because of the way offensive, uh, you know, philosophy has shifted to realize the value of that position. And you can't give Scott Turner credit for doing that stuff well and then criticize Del Rio for never defending it uh, when he's actually not never defending it. But it's just really hard. And so the reason we talk about Wentz so much, the reason we focus on Wentz is because he's the guy here. And I yeah. don't think that there's really that much undue narrative pressure discussion, et cetera on a national scale on Carson, maybe a little bit. He's a former number two overall pick that, you know, and, and formerly played at an MVP level. And that's going to bring a little bit more scrutiny. But I, I do think that, you know, the, the narrative around him is the same as a guy like Jameis, who's pretty much in the same position, former number one overall pick, never quite played at the MVP level, but has certainly had a, a lot of ups and downs in his career. And, also, yeah, and to Kenny's point and to your point, like, I think there is, there are narratives that the national media cultivates. And so it's always surprising to me, like, like I, I watch a lot of films. So like when we go watch, uh, let's take Detroit, because that's what we just watched, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, Detroit sucks. It's like, no, they don't. No, suck. they don't. Like they're, they're like a, they're like a, an NFL football team who's probably a quarterback away, which is what the commanders have been for a long time. Quarterback away, maybe a number one receiver, maybe some personnel on defense. It's, but it's not like this, it's not like what it's been, right? And there are national like you think about if you're a national media personality, you go with the easiest story, right? You just say, oh, like this is what Detroit's been. This is what people are saying. I'm going to read the top five things on Twitter. Boom. That's my take on this team. I, they don't have time to go watch every single team. So the, 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 
the messaging on Carson Wentz for a long time has been the variance, right? And when you look at his 2022 season, 2021 season uh, yeah. in Indianapolis, yeah, like he, yeah. I'd say the first nine games were pretty consistent from him, right? He just did a really nice job of being where he's supposed to be and doing what he's supposed to do. Then he had probably four games where that high variance play came back. And so then even though he was quieting the narrative, it pops back up. And I think that's the thing with like statistical analyses, for example, like it's not one game. It's not four games. It's the body of work. And over the course of his body of work, you do see a little bit of pendulum swinging more so than you do with a guy like Matt Ryan, for example. Right. And when you're the Carson Le- uh, Wentz level of quarterback or Matt Ryan level of quarterback, frankly, you know, post like MVP year, um, sometimes you're going to play defenses that are better than you and you're not going to look right. And sometimes you're better than the defense because you're kind of right above average. And so more often than not, you're going to look pretty, pretty solid, if not really good. And then some weeks you're going to face the best defense in the league and you're probably going to look bad. And instead of yeah. blaming it on on the defense or crediting the defense, the fan base is going to be like, why does our guy suck? And it's like, he doesn't. It's just they're really good. And I think often the the answer to like, why did that thing go poorly for my team is the other guys are paid a lot of money too. And sometimes we don't give the other team enough credit no matter who the other team is. All right. Uh, if you want more mailbag questions, we would love them. This is a great way to end the pod. Uh, each week you can... Go ahead and hit us at Hoffman Show on Twitter, at Logan underscore Paulson82 on Instagram. Next time you will hear from us Sunday morning. Countdown to kickoff. We'll be live on the Team 980 and 106.7. The fan for Burgundy and Gold Game Day starts at 106, uh, starts at 8 a.m. on 106.7. The fan with Earl Forsey, the the co-stream, if you will. The, uh, the, the broadcast on 980 picks up at 9 o'clock, and then we are on both all the way through up until kickoff so make sure that you lock us in starting at 10 on either station or on the always free odyssey app uh logan any, anything else as, as we head on full steam for pregame and, and ultimately this game against no, man. Detroit? I'm really excited for this game and excited to talk about it with you on sunday all right we'll see y'all then uh thanks for uh thanks for listening thanks for subscribing and we'll see you next uh monday morning for take command